Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're super excited. We are taking on a worthwhile endeavor at Life Success and Legacy. Our intention is to honor Nelson Nash, the man, as well as the infinite banking concept. We're going to create a series of resources, including podcasts and text, as a resource for others who want to truly understand with depth and clarity what Nelson shared in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, as well as the many seminars and think tanks that we were fortunate to have attended during his life. So who is this intended audience? Well, we will use Nelson Nash's own words. It is written for the layman, not for financial advisors, but all life agents should be thoroughly knowledgeable of its content and practice. So whether you are an individual, part of a family, a business owner, or a life insurance agent, this is for you. So sit back, relax, and we will walk you through becoming your own banker step-by-step so you can reference the parts you want to revisit at your own pace. And we might have a little fun along the way. Hey, welcome back to a, another episode of Life Success and Legacies uh, Infinite Banking Concept Podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Bay, and uh, Mike Everett, founder of Life Success and Legacy, is here with me. And just as a reminder, um, we're having a ball going through these uh, through the chapters of um, Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. This is really a tribute to Nelson's life's work, um, and because Mike. Uh, had such an opportunity, one, to be mentored by Nelson Nash, but also to hear him speak many, many, many times and um, teach people about becoming your own banker. We thought it would be um, really a gift for everyone um, and and specifically to honor Nelson uh, for the work that he's done. We are now actually wrapping up section one of Becoming Your Own Banker. And if you do not have a copy of this book, um, we highly recommend that you get a copy. We do sell them uh, from our website. So if you want to get a copy through us, that is um, www.lifesuccesslegacy.com. And you can order a copy of it. We also have um, the case for IBC, which is uh, the second book um, that was written. And it's a great addition as well, um, reinforces a lot of the concepts, but then also really, we like to use it with business owners who understand the power of cash flow. So um, this next podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to touch on page 26, um, which is called Basic Understandings. And really, it, it's exactly that. It is looking at what are the basics of infinite banking that we need to know. So a little bit of a review uh, of those basic um, basic understandings. So this is one that we touch on um, pretty significantly in our boot camps, and it's this phrase, and Mike, if you'll unpack this a little bit for people, the phrase is, you finance everything you buy. You finance everything you buy. You either pay interest to someone else, or you give up interest you could have earned. Man, that's a uh, that's a lot in that little statement right there. So you finance everything you buy, and the and the example we like to use is um, cars because it is so simple. Because we all use cars, we all purchase cars. Um, so when you purchase cars or when you use a car, you either go down and finance it with the dealership or a local bank, or 
you save up money for three or four years and pay cash. That's really the 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 gist of what's going on when you when you either pay interest to someone else or you give up the interest. The giving up the interest is always a, a misnomer to people because they don't understand the power of then creating a system where you can actually recover the interest. So if you think about it, we're either gonna finance it at the bank or we're gonna pay cash. What if there was a way that we could put those two together and you could become the financing arm? So that means in, in essence, what you're gonna do is you're gonna have a pool of money. You're gonna then literally pay cash for the vehicle but then instead of financing at a local bank you are going to be the financing arm and you are going to pay the principal and interest back to yourself now that's a lot that i said in about two minutes right there but it that is really <laughs> that is the what nelson used to call the ultimate in simplicity i know that sounds crazy and usually it takes people four hours, five hours, 10 hours of listening to us to be able to grasp exactly why you would want to do that. Does that help? Yeah, and you know, we, I like the phrase of, um, of making sure that the pool rules are in your favor because mm. everyone has access to a pool, right? Yep. And, and, and you can get, um, you, could, you could set up a banking system using your 401k you could use cds yep. like in the, the examples in the book you could use your savings account your checking account but the pool rules the rules of the pool that you're accessing are not necessarily always in your favor and that's really the brilliance of nelson nash is yeah. he figured out that if you design a dividend paying whole life insurance policy to emphasize the cash value or the equity inside the policy the pool rules are set up to benefit us. And they, one of the really pieces are. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, because in some of those other examples, the compounding interest stops. The balance changes when you pull the money out. Yep. But with whole life insurance, with IBC, the compounding interest never stops. It's never even impacted. Can you explain just a little bit why that is? Well, um, let's touch on the 401k or even the IRA or even uh, paying cash. The minute, let's just say you've saved up a bunch of money and you turn around and say, I'm going to pay cash for the V for the vehicle. The minute you drain that account, guess what happens? The compounding interest stops. It's, it's really that simple. Everybody who's listening would understand that. If you don't understand that, please participate in one of our boot camps. Uh, because we really go into detail why that works. As far as a, a 401k or an IRA, you can take a loan against the value or the equity that you have in one of those vehicles. But do you set the rules? You yeah. do not. The people who are running the show are the ones who set the rules. Now, here is the beauty of what Nelson Nash discovered. He calls it creating an entity, a plan. And really what you've done is you've, you've, you've capitalized a dividend paying whole life insurance uh, policy. And what you've done is you've emphasized the cash and de-emphasized the death benefits. So what we're trying to do in the early stages 
of the whole life insurance policy is create more cash value. That cash value is really the equity that you have available to borrow, and this is really important, against the policy. So when you turn around and you borrow the equity against the policy to go out and purchase the car, you are not taking the money out of your whole life insurance policy. You're going to the pool of cash that the life insurance company has over here from people paying premiums, from people making policy loan repayments, from their investments, and they're just going to their big pool and they're loaning you the amount of equity that you have available in your policy, but you are not taking it out of your policy. So here's the awesome thing. The growth in your policy continues to grow like you never touched it because you borrowed the money over here from the insurance company's giant pool of money. How did I do on that, Chris? That was fantastic. And and one of the pieces that's so important when we talk about the, the pool rules is ownership. Oh. And and that that contract that is written with the life insurance company, it very clearly says the life insurance company is not who owns the policy. They administer the policy. But the owner of the policy is the one who has absolute control, mm -hmm. and that is different than than any other financial vehicle that that I know of. That they're able to do that and not um, stop the compounding interest. Hmm. That's yeah. some powerful stuff. Absolutely. Um, now the company, they they can loan. They're going to loan that money out for several different reasons. Can you just touch, just remind people real quickly, why is the company loaning out their their capital? Well, the the bottom line is when people make their premium payments or their policy loan repayments, the company has an obligation to go out and invest that money. Um, they're going to go out and invest money in, let's just say, mortgages or conservative uh, investments where they're going to get a rate of return, but Guess who the single safest best place is where they could loan their money to you and me as policy owners, because as policy owners, we are shareholders in the company. Now, as shareholders in the company, do we want that company to make money? You better Absolutely. believe we do. So what they do is they take a a slice of that or a corner of what we're going to borrow out of their investment portfolio they loan it to us and the loan the, the loan rate on that is 4.76 it is a variable loan rate but i'm going to tell you in the almost 16 years i've been doing this my variable loan rate is still 4.76 so bottom line is i'm just going to tell you the insurance company knows what they're doing They've been doing this for 110, 115 years, and they've been very successful at it. So you literally have them loaning money out for all of these different things, but you and I as policy owners are the safest, best place to loan their money. Why? Because they're guaranteed to get their money when you and I die. End of story. So using an example, and I'm just going to use an example. I have $2.4 million worth of life insurance. 
but I've taken $300,000 worth of loans on my life insurance policies that I have with my insurance companies. If I die today, does the insurance company want their $300,000 back? You better believe they do. So 2.4 minus 300,000, Linda still gets $2.1 million. So everybody's okay. The insurance company got their money back and Linda gets to have a big party in my name. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, the, the companies, uh, I mean, their overall goal is to make money. That's you know, correct. They're, they're, they've got to make money and we want yep. them to because we're working with mutual companies only, which means we're owners in the company. So when they make money, how do we get to participate in that? Well, they give us dividends. So, uh, you know, we have, you know, with a lot of the customers that we, we talk to, when we start talking about economic value added, when we start talking about policy loan repayments and then why you would pay yourself back those uh, uh, those policy loans. The reason why you would want to do that is because we are owners in the life insurance company. We're stockholders. Why do we want to pay those dollars back, the loans back? Because they're going to pay us dividends. Now, who does that benefit? Benefits you and me. Mm -hmm. Well, we also bought a life insurance contract. Uh, there's going to be a day down the road somewhere that I'm going to die. Do I want them to pay my death benefit to my family? You better believe it. Who do those things benefit? They benefit us as policy owners and stockholders of the company. I mean, it is a win, win, win. Every single time you utilize a policy loan and you pay that loan back because all you're doing is you're building additional equity that you can reuse again somewhere down the road. And there's lots of choices of how people can use those dividends. They can have the company write them a check. They can use those dividends to, to pay premiums. But I think this is this is not an overestimate. I would say 100% of our clients, including us, use our dividends in one way. Can you explain how we use our dividends? Well, the, the way Nelson has described and designed the life insurance policy, it's, it's like a, a machine. Um, and literally what we've done is we've taken just a basic machine apart and we've put it back together with a turbocharger. That turbocharger is really called the flexible paid up edition rider, but we purchase a whole bunch of paid up edition riders on the very front end. But eventually what ends up happening is that turbocharger really has exceeded what it needs to do. So then we use the dividends in the policy to purchase additional paid up edition riders, which in turn adds to the death benefit, which in turn increases the dividends. So this machine continues to work seamlessly mm -hmm. over our entire lifetime to where it is just increasing and doing its own thing while we're utilizing as much equity as we possibly can all along the days of our lives. Yeah. Ah. The, the dividends, I, I mean, <laughs> for me, I don't even look at my dividends. I don't even pay attention to them. Um, but we know if the system just continues to do its thing over time, they become very significant. Oh, my but, goodness. But, you know, I've had my policies, gosh, we're in 2020 now, and I've had mine since 2011. I never even look at what my dividends are. Don't even pay attention to them. Don't even care. 
Because no. if we're if we're showing people a way to utilize their cash, their equity, and being able to pay down the debt they have, whether it's credit cards, cars, mortgages, whatever it is, um, they too will not care about the dividends. But yet the mindset that everybody comes into is what's the dividend? What's the best rate of return? You know, I, I want to be able to borrow my money at the lowest interest rate. I mean, it's just, it's mind boggling all the different things that people come to the table with. And it is our job though, to help them think differently. Really, Nelson said, it's really a matter of how you think. And that's our job is to educate them to think differently about a system that's been in place for over a hundred years. Yeah. So Mike, there's a there's a diagram at the bottom of page 26. And again, it's referencing that pool of money. Yep. And um, at the top of it says banking is a process, not a product. And, and you teach on this in our boot camps. Can you give a word picture of what this is for those who are listening? Um, can you just describe it? Hopefully they've got a book and they can look at it as you're describing it. Well, basically everybody has a pool. And uh, What's been the, the toughest thing is we all have these pools out there, but we don't have access to the dollars. But if you think about the pool in general, okay, so think about how little your pool is, but think about the big pool out there that you're really accessing to finance your life. So in the, in the giant picture, what are we financing right now? We're financing cars. We're financing credit card debt. We're financing student loans. We're financing business expenses. We're financing mortgages. We're financing real estate properties. But how much of that do you control? Not very much. So part of the thought process that Nelson created was the reason why we're not controlling our own pool of money is because we're not putting enough premium dollars. We call them premium deposits because if if you own the bank account, how big do you want your deposits to be? As big as possible. So the more premium deposits you have in your banking account, which just happens to be a dividend paying whole life insurance policy, that means you're gonna have access to more equity or dollars available to pay off that debt. We call it outside debt. So. It, our whole thing is to try to eliminate as much outside debt as possible. And we do it in pretty rapid fashion. If you utilize your infinite banking concept system appropriately and utilize the dollars correctly, because I'm going to tell you, a bunch of us didn't do that early on, but we've <laughs> learned through our own trials and our own mistakes. There is a way to do this, and this is exactly why you get life, success, and legacy in our team, because we want to be alongside you to help you think through, how does this work for me and my family, and how can I be as efficient as possible with these dollars? Yeah, if we, if we know that the dollars that we run through our IBC policies, we're gaining at least three uses of those dollars, we would want to send as many of those dollars to that banking system as possible. So that's yep. when we, we talk about, it's like going on a scavenger hunt with our yeah. clients. <laughs> and we're looking for money that they're putting out in the pool in various ways. And you listed a lot of them, and that's payments on debt. But you can also look at where are you storing money for Christmas gifts? 
where are you storing money for your property taxes? Um, are you escrowing through your mortgage and letting the bank hold that money? Or could you keep that money yourself exactly. instead of letting them hold that money? Yeah. Um, even car insurance, Nelson talks about in the book. He says, you know, you're essentially paying money to the car insurance company and they're putting it in the pool. So you can actually create a system where you can bypass that for your for some of your car insurance, obviously not liability, but for some of your car insurance at a certain point, you can get to a place where you could even do that. There's so many ways that people mm. are putting money into the big pool that's out of their yep. control. And if we redirect that and we actually create a pool that they own and control, mm. it's so much more effective for them. All right. Mike, any last words on uh, on this basic understandings on page 26? No, uh, the bottom line is what we're trying to do is teach you how to create this giant pool of money so you and your family can access it anytime for any reason in an income tax-free world that we live in. I'm yeah. telling you, it's unbelievable. Just as a reminder, the four things that, that IBC does, number one, it eliminates outside debt rapidly. Number two, teaches you how to finance everything in your life, whether that's expenses or other people's debt or investments. Number three, uh, it, it, it generates passive income. It can be a system for creating passive income. And number four, tax-free wealth transfer to those that you love and, and organizations that you support. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, Mike, thanks for your comments uh, on these basic understandings. We'll look forward to the next podcast. For those of you who are listening, thank you. We really appreciate you taking the time. And um, if you, again, if you uh, need a copy of the book, go to, uh, to lifesuccesslegacy.com. That's our website. You can check out lots of our other podcasts. Also on Facebook, you can check us out there uh, and LinkedIn. And um, Mike Crawford does a great job of posting our, uh, our podcasts on our Facebook and on our website. And we even have started posting some of our old ones that we started back in 2016, which really are kind of the nuts and bolts um, and align with some of the things we're doing. It really gets into how does this thing work. So thank you all to our listeners for joining us and please come back and join us again.